anarchists, violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters. Poor kids are just as bright and just as tall as white kids. I said, please don't be too nice. We choose truth over facts. I am your president of law and order. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. In the white room with black curtains. Inside Agitator, episode yes, 52. Sir. We kind of had a little bit of a goof Coming to, to start off with. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a little bit of a goof. We recorded the first minute, and I was At not all. recording. I'm now doing it myself remotely, <laughs> um, and <laughs> um, I, I'm yeah. learning. So the podcast is going to take a little bit of a hiccup, but we're going to get it right. Yeah. We're going right. we're, we're to get back. But uh, So this is the first episode from me and my remote studio. And my co-host here, um, still in our first original mm-hmm. studio. Um, and, yeah, so let us know what you guys think about the audio, what we can change. We definitely want to hear your feedback. Um, but hopefully this is a slightly higher quality than you guys are used to. Um, I'm hoping that this new equipment will sound pretty good. Um, but, yeah, so we got a lot of topics to talk about. This is the morning after the Chauvin sentencing. So I figured we should maybe just start there and kind of go into yeah. the rabbit hole. Um I already asked you once, but like, did you get to watch it just for the the listeners? Oh yeah, so uh, <laughs> this is all we really talked about before I realized I wasn't recording. But I said I did get to see some of it um, prior to going to work. I watched a little bit. Um, I had to go to work like midway through it, but it was funny. I started watching it, and and the little bit I caught was on like the ABC News like yeah. app or whatever. That was just the first thing that popped up when I googled it, and literally it's like. In the midst of George Floyd's brothers speaking, it's like, yeah, sign up for CNN Go or ABC Go. If you want to watch the rest of this, you got 30 seconds left on your free trial. And it's like, oh, my God. Come on. on." Um, But I found it on YouTube and kept watching. And it was bizarre. The first guy that that got up after his brother spoke was I almost couldn't even tell whose lawyer it was because he immediately, like, starts off his, like, closing remarks here with, like, you know, and I just want to thank the police officers that came forward, the good cops, the blah, 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 uh, just like immediate, like off rip yeah. with the bootlicking. And I'm like, this is this is egregious. But and it's just like, oh, there's a million reasons why this like isn't really a yeah. victory, you know, and, and, but there's a million reasons why I also do want people to take some comfort in this. Like it is an anomaly. He is the 20th police officer to be like convicted mm-hmm. of anything and like decades like this never happened so it is a victory and it is something that people fought hard for and lost things for but in the same hand it's like we're still in this courtroom playing by their rules their bullshit fucking justice system that sentenced people to longer sentences mm-hmm. for fucking weed and we're still fucking oh thank you so much to the judge and the cops and the good cops that testified we love mm-hmm. you so much <laughs> like it's like I, i'm just so, I, like D- D- chauvin should be fucking and it should be fucking mob rule, fucking Great Leap Forward, Mao Zedong style. <laughs> fucking, that's the trial I want to fucking see. This shit is a farce. <laughs> it's bullshit. I hate it. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I'm, I'm just like, on a personal level, it's just fucking, it's repulsive to me. And I hate these fucking academic fucking smarty pants fucking big britches fucks that are now doing their big brain tweets about like, 
you know, we know how bad the carceral state is, and we know how bad of a punishment it is. So should we really be celebrating him spending 22.5 years in there? And it's like, listen up, motherfucker. Now is not the time to be like, yeah, the carceral system is really bad. Every fucking day, people go away for nonviolent crimes, and you're, you, zip. But now yeah. you, you want to uh, uh, ascend down from the fucking ivory tower and be like, you know, if we're truly against the carceral system, we fucking we let's not celebrate this fucking yeah. You know, my thoughts exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, there's part of me that's like, yeah, this isn't the fucking solution. Like, obviously, I want solutions greater than this. I don't want to yeah. see anybody inside. No human being. Like, I saw a bug in a cup the other day trying to get out and i had to let it free i couldn't take seeing a bug in a cage we put human yeah. beings in cages that's crazy that's yeah. yeah, insane literally. we need to stop doing that but in the same <laughs> hand fucking you know but guess what i guess i don't support putting derek chauvin in a cage i support that's where he fucking deserves to be and honestly if you're not prepared to fucking maybe you shouldn't be prepared to put him in a fucking cage what the fuck kind of justice is that yeah, man. <laughs> and I'm not even pro-capital punishment, but, like, this fucking—because I don't think the government should be de- doling out death sentences. But the people—the people deserve him to—like, honestly, Derek Chauvin should be— That's just a—he's a murderer. He's a psychopath. And then the worst part is I'm pretty sure it's George Floyd's lawyer saying this. Like, you know, we know that it—let's he, 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 take the best—his best intentions in mind— he was just holding him down until he could throw him in an ambulance and it wouldn't be his problem anymore. And he didn't take on the duty of care that officers are assigned to. It's like, that is the most pos- like generous possible reading of Derek Chauvin's motivations and intentions there. He yeah. fucking choked him out for nine fucking minutes. That, oh yeah, he just neglected his duty of care. No, 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 no. He purposefully used the power of the state to fucking kill somebody. And if every fucking day the state murders people not just through its judicial system but through its economic system that pushes people into deaths of despair every fucking day capital punishment is going on in this system every fucking day and 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 that's beyond the justice system that people are talking about oh i don't know about the carceral solutions to the problem i don't know i just fucking everyone wants to have this contrarian big brain take and like i'm above everybody celebrating and the and the mob rule and you know i guess it goes into both these things people want to be above the mob fuck that you're below the mob you're fucking scum human bullshit fucking the mob has the right fucking opinion on this and that's the thing it's what ted said to us communism common sense it's the common sense fucking answer it's the common sense answer and it's not i'm not pro capital punishment and people go oh well are you pro mob rule that the mob should just be able to murder some people you know what guess what i trust the mob to decide who deserves to fucking go and not be a part of our human communities more than i trust the government because quite frankly we know naturally oh okay Here's a fucking psychopath that's going to murder more people given the fucking opportunity and the power. We don't want that as part of our society. The guy who fucking sells weed, the weed man, I don't think anybody in the mob is voting to fucking nix him out of the picture. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why would they just be like, we got to get the weed man. We yeah. got to get the fucking I weed man. I hate weed. Boo. Kill him. <laughs> weed sucks. Weed sucks. Weed sucks. You know, no. It's, no, it's not happening. Yeah. And so it's just uh, like... Oh, and and I guess the larger point I'm trying to make, I'm kind of just on this angry little rant here, is just that, like, we are comfortable 
and people in privilege, especially the people who are now trying to have the big brain take about, I'm actually more woke than the people cheering Chauvin being sentenced because I realize that we have to be anti-carceral at all times. Like, like those people, the elitism, the kind of I'm above everybody else mentality that we've talked about endlessly obviously plays into that. But it really is this take of like, I'm, I know I'm comfortable and I'm safe with the system as it is. With the people who make decisions, I'm a good little teacher's pet. I have a gold star. So you know what? I want the world that is this, that is all these isms. I want a justice system that's all these isms. You fundamentally kind of know that. And what you know you don't like if you're a gold star little kiss ass is you do not like the mob. Because the mob doesn't like you. When you go into the stores where people wait on you hand and foot, they give you a fuck. They don't like you. And and when you fucking and and wh- the only people that like you are the people you're meeting for the fucking drinks, not the people serving you, not the people taking the fucking trash out. You and there's a f- subconscious understanding of everything I have isn't fucking deserved. It's all fucking fake because everyone does know that on some level, and fucking it could be taken away from me at any moment if I empower this mob rule and this that and the third and something outside of the evil genocidal fucking elitist judicial system that I fucking am a part of I I want to keep that fucking rolling mm. because yeah. I know that I know I'm safe that way I'm more safe that way than I am the other way and that's where you get all these people who pose as leftists posed as fucking abolitionists pose as this that and the third angry that the mob's cheering that Chauvin's going to jail and saying, oh, well, I don't know. It's fucking uh, uh, carceral. And not to completely discount the point of, like, it's unhealthy. It's an unhealthy tendency to want to throw people in cages. I'm 100% with that. Is now the time we need to make that fucking point when the 20th police officer in the past couple of decades has gone to fucking jail? That's yeah, when, when we're making been, that point? <clears throat> when there's been equally as many police murders of, like, civilians and stuff like that happening every day. So is the same shit happening all the fucking time? It's really? happening more now. It's happening yeah. more now. Um, we should talk about this, and maybe this is for a more sober episode. I've been on the rum here. My co-host here's a little hungover. I'm Very gonna, hungover. I'm eating a rum-soaked <laughs> cherry right now. Um, but the CRT panic, critical race theory, it's coming to your yeah. school. We got to get rid of it. Is coupled with this. There's a media push for that shit, and there's a media push for now, look at how bad things have gotten because of defund the police. And even the liberal media, CNN, MSNBC, CNN specifically, who went on this bullshit propaganda ride-along with a Bronx cop who's talking about, I grew up in this neighborhood, it's never been this bad in my life. Bullshit, first of all. But second of all... I talked to any. They didn't talk to any community members in the Bronx. I'm sure they would have had a different story. Yeah, but exactly. fucking, but fucking. There's all these articles and fluff pieces about. Look how bad defund the police has gotten. Look how bad this, that, and the third. And it's making our cities. The violence is erupting. People are getting shot all the time. Look at look at the charts. Meanwhile, these charts. I'm not bullshitting you. CNN put up a chart of violence in this one area. And they put it up backwards in the reverse order. So violence and crime has been going down. <laughs> and they, they, I'm, this is not a lie. This is real. Like fucking idiots. Anyone <laughs> feel free to DM me. I will send this to you. And they fucking have the graph going the wrong way. So it looks like crime is going up. 
Like they reverse no. the x-axis. That's what. Yeah, x-axis. That's the one. Yeah, they literally spin spun the x-axis one way to the other, and fucking said, "Yeah, see, look, crime's getting out of control." And then <laughs> while it's going down, so literally that narrative is bullshit on its face because crime's not going up. There is a spike in what would be, what I would call crimes of desperation. People stealing out of a Walgreens, which there was a big panic about. People stealing what they yeah. need to survive. People doing what they need to get by. That's true because we have an economic system where after a year and a half of COVID, where we just increased the upper wealth redistribution, gave out PPP loans to everyone from the fucking Ayn Rand Foundation, what, like which is that's the most ironic shit of all time. Imagine being the Ayn Rand Foundation taking money from the government after your whole shit is like the government should not give people money and you're taking millions. But literally yeah. everyone, all the rich fucks got their hand out. They're buying up the property that all the lowly fucking serfs lost during COVID. And and there's just been this mess upper wealth redistribution. That's not talked about. Just like with the labor shortage, it's not talked about how most of those laborers that we can't get back to work fucking died serving you your fucking treats, you fatso. Yeah. And, and then fucking on, on top of the fucking... Uh, it's... Uh, I don't even know where to fucking go with it. I don't even know where to fucking go with it. But yeah, it's just it's just ironic. It, it, it's just very ironic and very uh, selfish of these people. Yeah, to yeah. think this way. But I so the cr- you... yeah, no, yeah, it's selfish ahead. and it's out of touch because the crime spikes shit is is talked about only in terms of what's upset and disturbed. These DoorDash ordering, working from home. I don't worry about where my next meal's coming from, motherfuckers. And you know what they've been disturbed by? Defund the police and the threat of mob rule. That's what disturbs them and keeps them up at night. Because they know their cushy six-figure job writing out bullshit for the fucking publications they work for. Bullshit that's fucking less scrutinized by an editor than people's fucking unemployment paperwork is scrutinized by their the people they're handing it into. Like, filling out unemployment paperwork is fucking harder than any of these people's fucking jobs. But yeah. they, what that concerns them is defund the police. Not the real things that are threatening everyday human beings. So, what are they fucking right about? How defund the police is what's causing these spikes. Because that's what concerns them and that's what worries them. And I don't even view it as some large propaganda campaign. I view it as what it always is. Class solidarity and the rich, stupid motherfuckers working together to fucking make sure that they're all good. And and I know last episode, some even have some abolitionist tendencies, but then are going to fucking go out of their way to be like, well, you know what? At the end of the day, we have to believe in the justice system and da 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 Because like... They, be- they believe in the slow process of getting rid of the people that this system gets rid of and uplifting the people that this system uplifts. They don't want that to change. And they certainly don't want the smelly marijuana people, the mob, to have a rule or a say or has see what they want to get done getting done. Because that directly threatens the ascendancy of the people they serve and therefore yeah. their ascendancy. And, like, that, it really is, like, at the end of the day, it's that simple of a, of a divide. And it's tough, man. It's fucking wild. Like, I swear to God, some of these people, the only light you see behind their eyes, it's, like, reptilian, like, dead behind the eyes until they're talking about, like, some fucking material thing, you know, like, something they got, yeah. something they achieved. And then there's a light behind the eyes. And it's, like, all that's left, if you're fully embodied in this, 
Because all the human shit's been sapped out. Connection to other people, community, that's all been sapped out. You're fully an atomized individual on a quest for achievement. So what is left that you feel good about? Yeah, material achievements. Because that's that's what we've left in this system for these people. And so, of course, they don't see the value in having a place that smells a bit like weed with graffiti everywhere. Because that's not something they would ever spend time in or want to be around or want to take a break from their shit. They're fully embodied in that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, but yeah, because they <clears throat> kind of have to. It, it, like, I think the system forces you to, to just be this good worker, be for so long, in the hopes that you can join the club. Yes, exactly, in hopes that you can join the club. And I think that what what's so ironic and funny about all of this shit is that, like, even people who are in the club aren't in the club. Like yeah, the, there's a, yeah. there a there's an entirely separate club with a, a tax bracket that is way outside of us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, you're you're in one club, the rich club that you can go to brunch and you know spend a bunch of money on drinks and yep, yada 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 this that and the third. Literally the that thing. you can pay for the cheap labor to serve you. That yes, you can exactly. afford that, and you can feel like a king because you have the cheap slaves. But in reality, your club is really only good in proximity to the people that you're around. Guess what? In the real world, you're with us. And you're you're in being in what club you're in, which isn't the club, but a club, is entirely dependent on your proximity and worth and and like actual relevance and and, and you know, what is even the word? Um productivity isn't the right word, but your service to the real club. And the second yeah, your output. Cl- yeah, yeah. And the second the climate change happens or any mm-hmm. major cataclysmic event, we saw what they did with COVID. Fuck you. Everyone can fucking die. What's going to happen with climate change is all those people who think they're in the club are not going to be in the club. And all of a sudden, the places they go on their morning run are going to be the places they're fighting to survive with everybody else. Because they're Mm -hmm. not going to be on the fucking cruise ship with the fucking – that's – that like – you know, you seen the movie 2012? No, I have not. They got the big arcs. They got like four big cruise ships and only the biggest dickheads get to go on the cruise ships and like all the people – are like fighting at the gates trying to get in and uh you know and like you know jeffrey epstein and buddies are like on the arc yacht um and they're all just looking down yeah i look at them fight you know but like that's like literally what i mean fucking jeff bezos i think is in space as we're speaking like they're all working on their way out and sorry buddy you don't have a ticket (laughs) yeah it requires at least a 500 million dollars to get in or something like that you know i don't know no, I mean it's 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 an insurmountable gap. It's a valley that that unless you have generational wealth and extreme amounts of it, unless you're like the heir to like, I mean even Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's like the heir to like a TV frozen food dynasty. Like fucking, yeah, I Swanson. forgot what it's Swanson. Yeah, yeah. And even he like has to be like the 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 spokesman for the fucks he's not even in the fucking club he's just like a rich boy that gets to have the mic like you get what i'm saying like even yeah, tucker yeah, yeah, yeah. like is just a mouthpiece for the club and he's got swanson tv food money like it takes money money dominate i'm talking about a, a class of people that owns everything whole industries like i'm t- like i and that's the that's and that's i think what's easy to like i think me what my quest in personal like uh kind of goal has been because i'm not going to be able to make inroads with people and relate to some of these people like at work the people i work with i can relate and make inroads with them with my normal everyday mindset for sure but around kind of the more like snootier button-up crowd and that exists 
everywhere, you literally like, I almost feel like I have to look at it as, you know, get, at the end of the day, these people are also going to be fighting to get on the cruise ship. They think they're above us, but they're really not. And like, if I'm looking at them as like, oh, they're above us, it's going to be conflict. It's going to be like, it's going to be issues. But I got to look at it as like, these are people that, you know, we're really all on the same team. We're at the, and, and yeah, sure, they're counter-revolutionary. They're going to fight against progress at every step if they can because they think that's what benefits them. But until we accept the fact that it doesn't benefit them, we can't help them see that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, but actually, though, because <clears throat> you, you're absolutely right. They they will not be uh, accepted like they think they will be. Yeah. When, and, uh, when that time comes, because it is coming. And me and my girl, we've been on a quest to find good Italian and pizza here in And we went to this place uh, that was really, we finally found good pizza. So we sat down, we got some drinks. Um, but fucking, we were in there. And just go in and eavesdrop. Because we sat next to this couple. And let me tell you, man. It's like, like, it was like Ted Matrakis wrote a fiction book and these were characters in it. It mm-hmm. was like, no, no, no bro. It was... It, uh, you, bro, you don't know. You, you have no, nah, dog. It was actually fucking insane. Like, like, it, honestly, it was bad. Me, and my girl, like, I feel like they definitely knew we were talking shit about them because, like, there were certain points where we just like busted out laugh, like, like, just couldn't yeah, yeah. contain ourselves, like, like, <laughs> like, like, like just dog. being like dickheads, <laughs> bro, like. And it literally, but it, it was so egregious. There was like another couple that like seemed actually pretty normal, and even they were like eavesdropping on it. Like this is wild. Like this is, yeah. And it was clearly like a second or third date, or they had been texting a bit. Like they had some familiarity, right? Yeah. And this guy just looked like the virgin meme, you know? Like yeah, the, just, the, oh wow, just a total. And I hate to be like a, you know, I don't believe in alpha betas, but if there was a beta. This guy was it. Like, he just totally, like, there was a point where she's like, no, and all the, like, she, all right, A, she spent the whole date talking about other dudes she's fucked. Just, oh, no. No, bro. Oh. And, I, and it wasn't one or two stories. It was like, babe, how many dudes did she cycle through? Like, eight or nine? It was at least, like, six. It was at least, yeah, at least, <laughs> yeah, at least six. <laughs> Yeah, just six moments of pure pain. Yeah, oh, no. And then at one point, she literally says, like, and you know, I'm just, I, none of these guys were just like chill dudes. And he goes, he literally out loud goes, I'm a chill guy. <laughs> but, yes. but bro, I have not even gotten to the egregious shit yet. Please make me the next guy. I want to be number seven. Please. No, please, like please, literally please. this guy. And then the worst part is this is the worst date. Like, bro, I would have been out 15 minutes in. I would have been like. Yo, my friend just had a heart attack. He's having surgery. I gotta go. Yeah. Like, I would have come up with something, bro. I would have been out of that bitch. And I've never left a date like that. Like, like, bro, I've never had a date this bad in my life. And fucking, bro, she's just going on. Like, all right, I don't even know where to begin. But one of the dudes she's talked about, she's like, I, I shit you not, I'm not making any of this up. Listeners, <laughs> none of this is made up. This is all 100% real. I am not bullshitting you. Every word is is etched, it burned into my brain, seared. I can't forget it. I am not I am not varying or embroidering one fucking word. This is like verbatim the shit that was said. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Let's... One of the guys she talked about, she goes, 
yeah, he's this black guy that I'm friends with. And like, you know, he's really just risen himself out of his situation. She used the word situation. Oh my God. Like, no, no, bro. Like, it, bro, crazy. Out of his situation. Like, hey, I don't think she had any inclination, like, where this guy start. Like, but, you know, his yeah. like, just being black as a situation, which I guess yeah, is woke. Exactly. And that was the thing with this girl. She was, like, super woke, but so woke, she was, like, not at all woke. Yeah. And, and fun, <laughs> so, like, and, and she literally said he grinded his way out of his situation through and this is exact wording folks exact wording i'm not making this up i know we use this phrasing on this podcast it is not a joke she literally said out loud entrepreneurial mindset she said oh. entrepreneurial mindset oh. yeah yeah yep 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 and bro the, Yo, it's not yeah. over yet it's not <laughs> over yet just wait there's more just- she says I went on a date with him a year and a half ago, and it was great. I thought we really connected. And then he didn't talk to me for a year. And then, (laughs) hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then he hits me up, and we go on a date. And it was crazy. He was just so disheveled, and he looked so beaten down and just, like, rock bottom. And, yeah, it was just nuts. It was like... If 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 I'm meeting up with a girl I like that I haven't seen in a year, aren't I going to put my best foot forward and get dressed and look clean shaven and this, that, and the third? And it's like, no, bitch, you were his rock bottom call. You were his, you were, he was at rock no, bottom yeah. and he called you for pussy. And fucking, <laughs> and this fucking guy, this guy sucked because no way he wants to date this girl. She was so insane. But I could literally see the gears tearing in his head of like, oh, this is easy pussy. This girl's insane. I'm just going to play into all this and be like, yeah, those dudes are crazy. Let me try some pussy. And, And so he's just going along with all this. Clearly not interested in dating her if he's just sitting through all this. And so I just spit all over my laptop screen. Excuse me a second. I'm fucking. This is wild. This is egregious. And then it's pretty crazy. And she, and so she, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's so weird. And she would literally just cycle through these dudes. And, and my girl said six. It was like eight or nine. It really was a lot. And she would just talk about how each one has treated her so horribly and it's been bad and be like, what the fuck is with all these crazy people? And I want to say and be like, listen, bitch, maybe you're the problem. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like she's she's on dude number seven. I'm like, yo, hey, like and fucking uh, introspection. Yeah. Introspection. Uh, Can you analyze yourself? a little bit in this and so and she just struck me as a type of person i met a couple times neurotic 20s woman who like clearly just has mad insecurities and is just being completely manipulated by the bd like 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 you just the way this girl talked so right at one point she's then talking about another dude and she's like, yeah, at first he said he was, like, friends with Lemel Miranda, which is like, oh, my God, you're friends with Lemel Miranda. And first of all, like, Lemel Miranda, if you were, like, smart, you hated him during Hamilton. Like, 
He just put out that recent shit in the yeah. Heights, though. And I even thought the dumb Wokies were like, yeah, he put no dark-skinned people in this movie about Washington Heights. He's a racist. Because apparently casting slave owners as minorities in your play isn't enough. They needed yeah. that one. But this bitch is still on, like, I just love Hamilton and Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's fucking yeah. 2021. She's still, like, fully, you know. She's like, oh, my God, I thought this guy was friends with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So, like, obviously, I was like, oh, my God. And then after a couple dates, it seemed clear that, like, he just knew him. And he was like, yeah, no, we see him. And he says hi to me when we're out. Like, and it's like, oh, my God, you're not actually friends with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So, like, that alone was, like, if I wrote a dickhead and like, I, if I, like yeah, you get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there was that. And then I'm trying to think of a other couple going, oh, so this is great. The guy, in a clear attempt to be like, I'm not like these other dudes. He's like, are you familiar with the writing of Ala del Bajabala? Like some fucking... Gabriel Garcia Marquez? Was that it? You said Allah. I'm looking up. Bro, I was drunk. I was drunk. I don't remember. Yeah, he he said it out loud wrong. Like he couldn't get the the name out right. Like yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm confused oh, about it. Because yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Have you heard?" Da, da, da? And then she's like, "Oh no, I haven't." Because I'm also an intellectual. I'd love to talk about. It. They're both yeah, faking yeah, yeah. being smart, which is hilarious. And yeah. then fucking, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, she's one of the foremost Colombian authors. It's really amazing. I love Colombia." And she's like, "Yeah, I'll have to check him out." And, and that was like, that was that was the whole conversation. The, the end of it. Right? Yeah. So that was him trying to get a word in edgewise that she's ranting about all the dudes that have fucked her and ghosted her and. And then, so that was one. And then the second thing he tried to get in, and this was a dude's rock moment. He asked her if she's seen The Boys on Amazon Prime. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which we just talked about last episode. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, fuck. Bleep that. Whatever. And whatever. Let me tell you the wildest shit we literally just last episode and i'm not listeners i'm not making this up this bitch really said entrepreneurial mindset and she really said this shit about the boys this is not a lie my girl will confirm it <laughs> tell him yell yes this happened this ha this happened this really happened this really happened <laughs> This bitch. Oh my god. She's like, the boys, I watched the first episode. It was gratuitously violent and it was so misogynistic. And then this cuck beta male is like, yeah, well, I guess it is called The Boys. <laughs> this show yeah. that he likes enough to bring up on a first date. He completely sells down the river and is yeah. just like, yeah, I guess so. And that's how girl bosses are insulated from reality. They're just surrounded by young, professional, insecure dudes that want to fuck them and agree to their bullshit. <laughs> she literally says, A, it's gratuitously violent. And then she goes, The Boys is a massage show we just did an episode about how empowering the feminist plotline in that show is because it actually deals with concrete issues and because yeah. it deals with concrete issues this stupid fucking idiot wants to call him misogynistic <laughs> what the fuck type 
stupid shit is that? Imagine how well, like, oh, I just got a hats off to the CIA, the FBI, and all the old white guys in suits and boardrooms. Because you fucking did it. You've convinced this idiot 20-year-old woman that fucking, it's misogynistic to address how people and corporations get interns to blow them. Yeah, that's, that's misogynistic to address. But you know yeah. what's feminist? Not addressing that and having Captain Marvel join the Air Force and pose with the other women in power and, and yeah. fucking promote butchering women around the world. That's woke. But what's not woke is dealing with the power structures of, fu- oh my god, my audio levels are through the roof. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that a little compression can't do, it's fine. But bro, I'm sitting there flabbergasted. Like, is this, am I hallucinating? Is this a person I've made up? Is this a person I've made up? Like, this yeah. cannot be a real human being. And the worst part was this guy agreeing with her. Like, make, explain to her how it's not misogynistic. Show you. But this dude's clearly, and then the worst part is after what could only be described as the worst date I've ever been on or witnessed. This guy's like, so you want to go to the wine bar next? Just clearly trying to get laid because he knows this bitch is insane. And there's no way he doesn't realize this. Oh, my God. (laughs) Man. Yeah, that's fucking scary, dude. The people would just kind of walk around. And these people are of... the type of people that have kids. And we gotta yeah. imagine their offspring. Imagine the offspring of that couple. The, the, yeah. That's the type of child that's gonna run the re-education camp I'm in one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dead ass though. It's it's pretty crazy. Oh my god, bro. Like and and like Wow. So talked about seven dudes, and then he's like, "You want to talk about a TV show and set? That's misogynistic." Okay, that's literally what happened. That's literally what happened. Like she talks yeah. for a forty minutes, he brings up a show, and she's like, "That's misogynistic," and they move on to talk about the next dude she fucked. Oh man, he's just trying not to talk about dude she's fucked. And then she's just like, "That's misogynistic." Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about. Let's talk about how I got railed out by a guy with entrepreneurial mindset. And yeah, yeah, and every guy she'd bring up, it was like I couldn't infer anything about how he looked, what his interests were, what music he was into, what his hobbies were, how nice he was to her, respectful. All she'd say about them is like, oh yeah, this guy was friends with the man Miranda. This guy had a nice apartment. This guy had a fucking this car. And it was like, Right, someone just rang on our doorbell. I think they're going to tell us stop yelling. No, it's just a package. <laughs> oh, it's just a package? All right, I can keep yelling. It was just a package. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so basically all these dudes had some sort of, a, uh, I guess, a show for, for their net worth. I guess you could say show in yes, quotation Yes, yes, 100%. But, like, you, you know, they, they all just, like were in the city doing their own thing, had money in some way or news or, or at least some we're kind of fronting. connection. Like, she would I, be interesting. Like she literally said, this guy made turned millions into tens of millions through entrepreneurial mindset. That sounds like a, what you tell a girl at a bar. I don't know that that's like true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that sounds like a fucking YouTube self help ad. Like I made $7,000 this week. I could teach you how, if you just watch my, if you buy my short course to teach you how to Forex trade, you know, like that type of shit. Yeah, no, it really just sounds like she got taken in, like at yeah. least that one particular, 
particular dude was a pickup artist. Like, he hit her up a year later to fuck, like, disheveled, like, because he was at rock bottom. Like, he just a dude with, like, hose. Like, that's it. That's all that was. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, like, fully taking this shit seriously. And then this poor guy. And, and what's funny is earlier that night we were out drinking at this other bar. And this other guy, who I wouldn't call him up. This guy was a Chad, actually. But he just, he, he was, he looked like the virgin meme, but inside him was a Chad. He was sitting alone yeah. at a table, and this girl walks up with her dog, and there's no tables. And he's like, oh, have my table. And she was so weird, like, oh, that's so creepy that he offered me his table. And was like, oh, I don't know, uh, uh and like weird about it. And so then yeah. he stands up. And she's like, oh, I have friends coming, da 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 And, like, didn't want to be seen, like, with this dude, like, you know, because he was kind of just dressed, like, kind of a hippie almost. Like, he had, like, the ponytail and the beret and, like, the glasses. He was sitting there, like, yeah. reading a book or some shit. He had, like, the, the book bag over the shoulder, you know, like, he was just, like, yeah, you know like the type of dude. The, the hipster looks. Yeah, of. yeah, but just kind of like the a lanky, kind of like a lanky, like, maybe, like, and this girl seemed, like, very, like, put together, almost, like, preppy, like, definitely meeting her preppy friends. That's who showed up. And, like, didn't want to, like, be sitting at the table with this dude so he's like oh it's cool i'll just get up and leave and so he gets up to get his check and leave and she her and her friends literally sit down on the table like without acknowledging him don't offer him one of the free seats as he's waiting for his check and like have this guy like walk away like and you know what's great i literally this is so funny i literally that whole night was a trip because it felt like i was hallucinating things like he walked away dejected with his shoulders hunched off like the virgin meme and i literally yeah. saw this guy realize in his head he was walking like that and then tilt his shoulders back and walk with his chest puffed out like a chat and keep on going Hell and i yeah. was like you know what dude's rock yeah keep dude, it rocking dude, buddy that like, is a dude's rock yeah always. i was fucking but i literally saw him consciously be like oh i'm being the virgin meme and then fucking yeah. <laughs> pump his chest out i literally saw the man pump his chest out bro hell yeah but, but yeah at, at least he's you know mentally recovered from that yeah no and he put himself <laughs> out there like i don't know that i yeah. would have like said this oh yeah like that was a gentlemanly thing to do something you don't see often anymore and in 2021 it's like red is creepy dude these past two episodes i've been on some mad like misogynistic incel shit i don't know what's up with me but yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know where this is but coming from at all. I mean, like a healthy a relationship. I don't know, like, but where. But I, I, I think it's more of a place of saying, oh, that these, uh, that these people, like, are really just so dead inside and concerned about, like, themselves and their parts of society more than they are than with like you know other things or yeah like the, the real parts of what, what other people go through because they you know they're rich they have enough money to do that and anybody outside of their culture that may be inside and then talking to them you know i don't know no you i think you're I'm spot saying? on because it's really it's not about what this is it's about what we've lost becoming this like, yeah. like, you know, people just aren't really nice to each other anymore. Like, like, I think about this girl. She's so narcissistically wrapped up in her own shit that she was like kind of horrible to this guy who took her out on a date. Like, it was a horrific thing that I heard. Like, I was like this poor guy. And then the guy was horrible because he's like, oh, I just want to get some. It was just like so much narcissism going on that it was just like, yeah, I, I said to my girl, I'm like, I feel like I gotta go talk to a priest today. I'm like covered in sin with all these people. Like, yeah, fucking like, yeah. it's just like, it's just the fucking. I don't know. It's just, we. It's weird, bro. It's weird. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world, and it's just so new to me that I think it's really tripping me out. 
But I thought maybe I was over, I was like over exaggerating these people. And then they walk in literally on some cartoon character shit that I like wouldn't, I wouldn't write in a fiction book. Like I wouldn't write characters this on the nose. Like literally bragging yeah. about Lin-Man Miranda in the same breath you're bragging about entrepreneurial mindset. In the same breath you're talking, saying the boys is misogynistic. In the same breath you're talking about the seven successful dudes you fucked to this like loser 23 year old. Like it, I, I like, it, it was yeah. just like a wild, it like. It's like God painting a picture for me, a portrait right in front of me. Yeah. Like, it's like fucking like. Oh, man. That, man. And that's I honestly wh- wish I was there for that. So, <laughs> so I could just hear that bullshit too, you know? Wild. Absolutely wild. Um, yeah, you, you're going to come visit, though, and uh, we'll take you out to cover some of the yeah. spots to do some good people watching. But, oh, hell yeah. But yeah, bro. That's my favorite. Yeah, no, for real. And this the, the city I'm currently in, which will remain unnamed, is ripe for it. But, uh, yeah, fucking, I mean, egregious. I mean, egregious shit. And I don't, we were going to talk about critical race theory and a bunch of shit, but maybe that was a fun enough episode. That I think that was pretty. <laughs> yeah, we, we, can, we can hammer out critical race theory later. Yeah, I think. Just know, just know it's the main Republican talking point right now. And it really is just so much bullshit. They have no idea what they're talking about yeah. whatsoever. So, all right, so. real quick. On, I just want to make two main points. So, on the CRT shit, it is 100% clearly. You know what? We should talk about it. I do want to address it. Yeah. Obviously, people don't want their kids subjected to the kind of shit they've been subjected to in the workplace from these college-educated elite white people who only know making white people feel ashamed and don't know anything about black liberation, ending abusive power structures, have no interest in any of that, have completely embraced the constraints of the system and think the best you can do is interpersonal interactions and focusing on the self. Like, obviously, people have an adverse reaction to the kind of critical race theory that's been being pushed in their workplace on purpose to divide people in the workplace and stop them from uniting for higher wages. Obviously, people have reacted adversely to that. Conservatives have, have intelligently spun teaching kids truth in school about historical events. Yeah. They've spun that into being what you know from the workplace. And that's literally what people are reacting to. And you know what? I'm actually going to have on someone on Twitter who's a friend of mine from back in the day who's fallen down the alt-right rabbit hole and who DMs me incessantly about the critical race theory shit. And I literally want to have him come on and pick his brain because what he keeps going back to is, but I've seen the pamphlets they hand my dad out at work. We can't do that to kids. And that's like his whole take. And this guy is someone who's so anti-government that he's like, nah, the schools lie. They don't teach us about how bad the government is. Who would be on board for an education about how bad the government is, but is not on board with the shit that he's seen his dad taught at work. And obviously... Some of that shit is true, and I want to debate him and have him on and show him that you know there's re- there's realistic reasons why we need critical race theory and things like that. But I do want to get his perspective so we can actually – I think it's important for all of us, even the listeners, to understand where these people are coming from and what they think they're fighting against because they don't think they're fighting against what we want to teach. What we want to teach, I think yeah. most people would support. That would have popular support. They yeah. are fighting against – this kind of elitist, divisive ideology that they don't want their kids exposed to, which, quite frankly, I wouldn't want my kids exposed to either. And, yeah. however, what has so cleverly been done, and it almost makes it feel like the corporations did all these trainings on purpose, it was, or this is just a, a, you know, a latent uh, result of, of what was a smart plan to divide people up. 
they are now going to put in so many states legislation forward where any teacher who discusses race, discusses the realities of America, is going to be unallowed to teach. So what they're actually doing, they're saying we're protecting free speech by not putting critical race theory in our schools. It's the opposite. We're putting the power in politicians and really by putting in the power in politicians' hands, corporations' hands, into teaching kids what they want in school, especially in Florida. Now Florida says they're going to do anti-communist education, meaning like – yeah, these proud entrepreneurs had a sale from Cuba out of persecution, not mentioning their slave owners. It's going to be shit like that. Yeah, and yeah. and and like and and so now what we're really doing is we're passing legislation that's going to give the government and and i.e. the corporations through the government control over what kids are taught in school, more control than they already had by owning the textbook companies and taking all the important information out. And so, really, if you're pro free speech, if you're pro teachers being able to teach the truth. You need to fight this CRT nonsense at, at every moment. But it almost shows me, here's something really true. The media sets the narrative. And, and maybe that's not a shocking revelation of most of our listeners. It shouldn't be. But the reason George Floyd was a big deal and the murders in Elizabeth City weren't and the murders recently of just a 13-year-old boy who was fixing his truck at midnight and got shot by a cop as he was putting shit behind his car to stop it from rolling backwards. The reason why these deaths don't matter as much as George, Floyd, George Floyd's does is not because they're not any less or more heinous, but because George Floyd was pushed by the media as an anti-Trump narrative. And then the second Biden got in there, we just started to wind it all back. And now you literally see the media pushing anti-defund the police narratives at all costs. And they did last summer, but now it's just extreme. While there's this anti-CRT narrative being pushed. And and, and so what it really shows me is everything is about media hysterics like it's not actually based on reality people are hyped up about the, the the crt shit because the media told them to be people are hyped up about the increase in crime and needing to fund the police more because of defund the police even though the police have only been funded more through the defund the police movement because that's what the media is telling them to think they're not upset about these police murders because the media didn't tell them to be upset about it and that's why independent media what we're doing what everyone's doing what we're continuing to build that's what's so important because we actually have to set our own narratives because if we let them set the narratives they are completely in control we're going to have a more broad police state and the response to these protests is not going to be any of our goals but a broad police state a crackdown on any extremist who's quote-unquote against capitalism and fucking uh, literally not being allowed to teach kids in school because that's really what the crt panic is is oh we told kids too much about race in school and we need to wind it back we need to propagandize them more we need to teach them about anti-communism because an axios poll just came out this morning saying that now only 48 percent of american youth believe that capitalism is the best form of economic system that's fallen from 62% this time last year. So it is just falling rapidly, and they realize that maybe they're educating us too much, propagandizing us a little less than they need to be. And I think that's yeah. probably true if they want to keep this show running. Um, but that just shows what strength we have, what strength the reality has, and how the truth will always come out, I think. Yeah, no, I think the truth will come out, and... Uh eventually it will be something that 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 will be well known yeah you know yeah and because because you already see it decreasing and i think uh more and more as we go along with you know inflation and 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 consistently being priced out of being able to live i think that's really where we'll see it you know yep because it because it'll continue just to get worse and it'll be exacerbated over time yep exactly spot on so yeah 
Well, shit, that may be a good place to leave it. I think that's a great place to leave it, dude. I think that was an awesome episode. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, lots of lots of jokes in there, and then got a little serious touch at the end. Yeah, you know. So, um, yeah. And I think next I think next good. step, we I want to maybe have him on to debate about CRT, or I at least want to delve into more how the media, because there's a lot more um, specific instances of the media propagating this anti-defund the police narrative, pro-funding the police narrative, pro kind of making the illusion of this increase in crime and everyone under threat, coupled with the rise of this anti-CRT kind of panic craze. I want to do maybe a deeper dive into the media responses to that. But until yes. then, I think this is a great place to leave it. And then also, listeners, I want to do an episode about John McAfee, but I got to I gotta watch the documentary Belize first before we can actually get into that. Yeah, we'll do a John McAfee episode. Yeah, We I, need to do that. I, I, I'll tell you, I'm going to do that homework you told me earlier, and I'm, I'm going to watch that, uh, <laughs> that shit, <laughs> and then we, can really, then we can really get into it. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. But yeah. But, but yeah, uh, episode 52. All right. Much love, guys. guys. Talk to you later. Peace.